Hello and welcome to an all new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel, a place to talk about everything MCU and beyond from Avengers and Defenders to Elektra and Black Bolt. My name is Ashley Hobley, you're definitely totally human podcast host. Join me today, Ultimate Hero Marchant. Uh, are you guys just fucking glad we don't have to have like 20 seasons of Will, Ted and Robin get together or won't they? Like, it's a real nice, it's a real nice uh, choice they made at the end of this episode. Very definitive answer in this one. Uh, also joining us is the astonishing level, yeah. the astonishing Dylan Blight. Yeah, is how I feel about my name too. You know. No, make that sound so I know exactly where to cut it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but now you've referred to it, so damn. Nope, Dylan's just not gonna have a funny thing. Just- <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're censoring Dylan to keep your mistakes hidden. Holy shit! No, no, you have to censor me. Oh my god! No, uh, too much work. Uh, yeah, today we're talking about the first episode of Secret Invasion, the th- latest uh, Marvel M- MCU TV series. You believe it's been since She-Hulk at like end of last year that we've had since the last yeah. TV series? I feel like I was getting mm. one every six weeks and then Yeah. Biggest lull between them. But mm. uh yeah. We're excited to be here. Uh so let's just dive straight into talking about episode one Resurrection, directed by Ali Salim, uh written by Carl Bradstreet and Brian Tucker, based on Marvel Comics. Nick Fury learns of a clandestine invasion of Earth. By Skrulls. Uh, Kieran, what do you think of this first episode of Secret Invasion? I I don't actually know. Like, I think I'm very caught in the middle. It feels very jarring to have a TV show like this, which in Marvel Universe, which is extremely grounded. Like, it feels like it's been a really long time since we had a, a more, uh, even though it's got fucking aliens in it that can... <laughs> shapeshift like it still feels very grounded and, and maybe even in some ways like it's such a, a smaller scale story like maybe as far back as like the last Captain America TV show um, like Winter Soldier Falcon and Winter Soldier that's the one I feel like it feels so long um, I think overall I enjoyed it I enjoyed how they play with a lot of questioning of, of who's good who's bad at the same time, I just I feel like there's something missing a little bit from the main cast of kind of I guess protagonists in this one. Just at the minute, like I enjoyed Amelia Clark. I liked the initial mystery of oh wait, no, not mystery, but figuring out that she is um, she is was the daughter. But I just feel like it, it felt very weird with Fury um, Hill. And is it Krellos? Krellos. Talos. Talos, that's it. And Talos to be like the main three for this episode. Like it just felt like there was either something a bit missing or just something a little off for me. That was all. Okay. Dylan, what did you think? Um, yeah, I thought it was a decent start. Um, I think the pacing was a bit weird. Uh, it it seemed moving a bit too fast, I guess. Like oh, all in the lead up of like introducing the, you know, we're going to get Nick Fury down. We're going to introduce the threat real quickly. Like it starts out a million miles an hour. It's not like the slow build to the threat. It's like the threat's already here. And it almost feels like you're jumping into the third episode to a degree, I guess. Um, it just sort of go, go, go. 
but for the most part, I, I enjoyed it. I like the vibe. I like the the some more grounded, secret. Um, it's. I also think like obviously setting it in Russia, or at least where this this starts and having it be there, you do get like that Cold War spy thriller aspect of it to, um too that ties in between the setting and everything there um and of, of course they make it work where they're like oh there's a bunch of places they could hide but that's just like a MacGuffin, i think so they could have it have that russian uh feeling at least to start yeah. the show off with um samuel jackson having back is fantastic of course samuel jackson brings a fantastic premise to anything he's in so having a show where he's the star i think is super exciting um i'm keen to see more between him and um talos ben mendelson because i really like ben mendelson as well um olivia coleman as well super interesting character not from the comic books or anything like that uh but yeah by the end of the episode and we'll get more into it of course i was like okay so maria hill's dead like where are we going from here like it just seems now i, I sort of like that trio so now i'm just sort of like is it now just talos and nick fury because that's a bit weird that's a weird like sort of just two-man well, group it but. led with the credits with the like, special guest star colby smolders so it's like oh yeah. it's like kind of that confirmed that oh, she's yeah. very very pretty unless next frame scroll <laughs> 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 it was the mother the entire time um <laughs> it, was, it was a trick she was playing on the daughter um yeah i enjoyed it as well i can understand the the critique like it does definitely like drop you in the middle of like everything has kind of changed um, especially given that the last time we saw the scrolls in general has been uh, Captain Marvel, which was set in the 90s. So like they said, it's been 30 years, like there's, the whole society has kind of shifted. Um, and then we're kind of... I can understand from like a debut episode, they want to hit the ground running and like um, have big talking points and like have the splashiest possible social media reaction possible and like already having a look like people freaking out that uh, Marie Hell's already died. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying what we've got so far. I like the relationship between Talos and Nick Fury. They've got like clearly a relationship in history um, that I'm sure we'll get more of as the episode goes on or episodes come along. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm intrigued to see more of the, I guess, scroll camp um and that side as well so uh we do open the episode with uh man freeman uh good old agent what's ross. his face agent ross uh catching up with an old acquaintance who's going on a crazy conspiracy theory with the red or with the red string and everything about scrolls here on earth about to try and cause some sort of dirty bomb uh accident it's uh, the mo- this is what I mean about going a million miles an hour. Just like this whole scene is just to set up the to give you as much background on the show. If you have no idea what Secret Evasions, we're coming in knowing what the show's about. But anyone who just comes in and sits, this whole this whole couple of minute rant is just well, for the audience members too. Aren't you meant to be coming in from Nick Fury's point of view? So if no, he's I, been away no. and he comes into this situation, no, I don't. Because if they so, wanted because... to do do. The- they they would have had him a different character explained to him like they the show just starts and they're like invasion <laughs> like, well, that, that's this is more interesting than uh someone explaining to nick fury though but like i think really all this opening scene other than like kind of doing the basic setup was play off on the fact of this series is going to be a lot of who the fuck's a scroll and who isn't a scroll because i think 
there were several times throughout the the that opening scene where you thought that Ross could be scrolled, and then it's like, oh no, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. And then it does play out that he is in fact a scroll. Um, and kind of playing off of that, I think it's it's that set up really well. Um, yeah, I I think I don't think it is from Nick Fury's perspective, just because I think there's a lot of depth and backstory to what's going on with Nick. I think I always felt a little bit um, not a bit bit um, jarred by Nick's character in this because. I think it's so different to what we've seen of Nick Fury so far. Like, there's almost this ev- this essence of him being very fragile throughout this. Well, they, I think that's something that's a bit to detriment Which, of the episode. They just straight up tell you, you haven't been the same since the blip, you know? Oh, you mean all 16 characters that say it to him in one yeah. episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't feel the same. I want to you talk about you. You've been the same ever since the blip, and you know, random guy at the pub, and then the <laughs> Kobe Smolders, and then Talos, and then and random then little Jews, kid with a ball, little kid. Like everyone's like, <laughs> you've not been the same, man. <laughs> and especially uh, the last time we saw Fury was him laying down on a deck chair. Was that the end of Captain? Oh, that was the end of Captain Marvel, though, right? No, we've seen him since then. Oh, was that no, it was the end of uh, Far From Home. Spider-Man? Far From Home? Yeah, where Nick is, like, gets up out of the um, the chair, the deck chair on the phone to the, the scrolls. So I feel like that version of Nick Fury doesn't didn't seem to have these problems, and that is post... Yeah. That is post-blip as well, so I just feel it's very disjointed. No, that was pre-blip. No, Far From Home's post-blip. Was it? Yeah, Far From Oh, yeah, it was post-blip. after. Yeah, yeah post-blip, yeah. It's getting confused, so. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 because Far From Home is the first movie after. Um, and That's yeah. right, and then No Way Home is part of Phase 4. 4. So, like, the, <laughs> That's the, what, the Shining like, Light. No, that was like the end of... No. Um, so, yeah. Uh, turns out, Ross, scroll after he falls from a building. As you do. Uh, we get to see Talos. Marie Hill's there. It's like, oh, we got to get Nick Fury because uh, you know there's this big conspiracy. Um, we do so he comes down from Saber, where he's apparently been spending all this time. Um, interestingly, apparently he quit based on the discussion that we get with between Don Cheadle and the President of the United States, uh, Dermot Mulroney. Uh, and they seem like they're going to be a big part of the series, given their named cast members. It felt, once again, it also felt very weird that Don Cheadle is like, like, um, oh, I can't remember War Machine's actual he's name. He's a little government, he's, he's always been a little government bitch. <laughs> yeah, but I thought, I, I, I thought he would have a different feeling towards Fury. Like, I don't, I thought there'd be some kind of respect or some kind of, um, I don't even think about respect. He's just—he's just always like he's always on the—he always falls in the government side of any of these things. Yeah. Uh. Then yeah, Nick Fury gets caught up to speed, and then you know, as you do when you suddenly appear on the streets of Russia, you go for a walk, especially if you're a large, tall black man. Uh. And then promptly gets captured 
uh, turns out by Olivia Coleman's character. The best goons. part of the episode. Yeah, she's uh, kind of shooting scenery here. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fair to she say. just had a good time. You could tell the two of them enjoyed that kind of back and forth and enjoyment. And for somebody who either works for MI6 or is part of MI6, Nick Fury stuck a camera on the eye of that owl far too easily. Yeah. Well, maybe she wanted him to. You know? Maybe she's a scroll. I don't know. I There is, you know, a very short list of people who I'm certain are not scrolls. I'm it's sure Nick Fury's not a scroll. I'm sure... Ta- no, never mind. Um, yeah, no, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely I'm sure <laughs> Ben Mendelsohn, not a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Uh <laughs> uh yeah, so they have a talk. Uh he plants his uh little device and then later she's talking to her boss at MI6 uh and reveals her information of where she thinks these uh bombs are gonna be placed. No so, where the bomb maker is. Bomb maker is and you know mm-hmm. old Nick Fury and Talos go hunt them down. Uh Talos Wants to handle it himself, seeing as it's an actual scroll. Is it? Uh, how are we feeling about this Talos being uh, shunned? I guess by the scrolls. And the major theme it's... is that they want. The idea is they want to set off nuclear bombs around the world so they can make Earth their new ho- permanent home. That seems to be the general gist of what he pitched. Yeah, considering that they can survive in radiation and stuff. I would, yeah, I would be uh, keen to say that's pretty much it. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't like it because it reminds me Captain Marvel. He was like the outsider too. Was he? Yeah. No, I mean Captain, he was the leader. He was the leader of the scrolls in Captain Marvel. Of that one small group that broke off or whatever. No, no. They were like the, the repre- victims in that case. Remember, it was yeah. uh, Marvel or whatever. The Jude Law character was a bad dude. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Come it's back to me, Cree. Yeah, it, 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 it was so it's long been a while. It's, it was so long ago. And who the fuck rewatches Captain Marvel? Um, People who like Brie Larson. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's interesting him being um, shunned. The only thing I find odd is like this race that lives for a very long time. Thirty should thirty years really shouldn't be that long for them in like the grand scheme of things. So for their people to already be getting impatient about finding a home feels a little off, little off. Like they they've just kind of said fuck it, and you know we saw once again going back to that. I feel like that end credit scene with Nick Fury on that ship. It's very much the undoing of a lot of my connection with this show because the the end of that scene is him walking into a ship full of Kroll and there being Kroll everywhere walking around and doing different things. And that was how many years ago now in the Marvel Universe? Like, that was only, like... Oh, that was, like, ages ago now, actually. I think we're ahead years from that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the the the, the bad scrolls in this ep- this series are necessarily uh, representative of all scrolls, but uh, even though I technically well, he's on the sounds, council or something, yeah, it's, I was it's very say, he's com- on the, weird and convoluted. He's on the council, so I'd say he and he is like a enigmatic figure on the council. Like it seems to be 
Well, maybe that's actually why he quit Zabba, because he's like, fuck, all these scrolls, maybe they don't want me. <laughs> They're going to kill me in a minute. <laughs> Saber seemed like it was a human thing, not a scroll thing, you know? Like, the way all the humans were talking about Saber, like the way um, the president was talking about Saber, that Saber was a, a human-led hmm. project or, or kind of held project, and that was why it was so important that he was staying there for it it just i don't know i feel like there is a lot of convoluted stuff in this series that is a little bit hard to pick through at the moment through this first episode yeah uh we'd also get uh a i don't know scroll refugee who comes across uh the radical camp radical scroll camp uh where gaia uh brings him into the fold we kind of get a look at the refugee camp whatever um we get to see you know what they're doing behind the doors how they're going to get their victory uh and they are stealing people's faces and then stealing their minds pretty much by zapping them with a bunch of stuff well they keep them alive um yeah, so, so that they just extract more information and so they don't ruin their plans by like rocking up and stuff i guess but why don't i just kill them that's Maybe a valid point out. Did did anybody pick out the the, <laughs> the guy that we saw in the later scene, like the art dealer or the bomb maker? He was actually in that line of people that you could pick that you could see. Um, no, no, that doesn't. You know, I noticed him because of his hair, because I thought his hair was really cool as the camera. Came <laughs> uh, yeah. So then Gaia is uh, tasked with uh, going to the bomb maker and getting the bombs. You know, as you do. Uh, so she gets tailed, ends up getting tailed by Marie Hill, uh, who follows around Russia. Uh, <laughs> while, uh, yeah, Nick Fury and Talos have their fight with the Skrull dude. Talos wants to fight him by himself. Nick has to intervene. Uh, you know, bit of bad blood, bit of, you know, issues between buddies. Um, you know, then they catch up with, uh, Maria, from wherever they were across town, super quickly, because uh, Maria gets her ass kicked, and then Talos comes and confronts Gaia, and then tells her, uh, it's this, uh, what, what is the name of the leader? Um, uh, Gravik. Gravik is the one behind her mother's death that she didn't know about. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then they meet again later. They, for some reason, I don't know how they communicated where to go or how. Uh, they must have like a secret, common secret meeting idea. Yeah. And she tells uh, Talos exactly what the plan is, and that she's going to UV spray paint the bags. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of handoffs in a the park. They're going to blow up uh, a Unity Day celebration. So, you know, here's my goes, thing with this. Do we think she lied to tell us? Uh, was all part yes. of the plan. Part of me says yes. It makes the most sense. I, I, or, I feel or, like I was. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't in the know. It was only Gunner who knew. Well, because that was the thing, right? Because the guy said, You've just given us the bait in like yeah. the, the scene beforehand. Yeah. And then on top of that, like. On top of it, we then have the the bit play out in the end scene where it's like, 
all these characters that we drew your attention to throughout these the opening scenes with Nick Fury were all scrolls and they're all doing fucking um the shining shit to to scroll and to Nick Fury and leading him around the the area to um where the leader is currently about to blow everything up. So it just feels like it was already pre-planned and she was just either not fully trusted and you could tell that from some of the interactions she was having with other members in that community. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe, yeah. She thought she was doing the right thing, but she was also getting played. Uh, Then Nick Fury goes and plays some chess with Marie Hill because, you know, that's what good friends do. Except, are they good friends? That's the question. Because she and like every other person who came into this joke says, not the same since the blip. Uh, even just outright, like, get, she seemed very pissed. <laughs> I think he was like. Who was the scroll? That was Nick. No, no, no. I think that was Nick Fury losing it a little bit. But yeah. it didn't quite make that obvious. Like, it just kind of oddly alluded to it by the guy looking at him weird when he asked him what did he just say hmm. maybe uh, and she kind of foreshadows her death by saying you know you're not in this properly you know you're gonna get somebody hurt and he did got a kill oh. yeah uh, yeah so they keep hinting at uh, we do get a flashback to him getting blipped away um how do we feel about, you know, Nick not being Nick, you know? He's not wearing the eye patch anymore. I don't care about that. Well, he hasn't worn the eye patch Just... since... Uh, we haven't seen like... him since. No, no, no. Well, he put the eye patch in that container at the end of, like, Winter Soldier, right? No, he had it on in um, Spider-Man still. I think he literally had it on. Well, no, because Spider-Man... Well, Spider-Man wasn't it him. Was, it, was actually, it was actually Talos, but still. It was Talos the entire time yeah. of Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he was literally wearing it when he got blipped in this shot. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was wearing it. When you mother... Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Do, uh, you, do I, you think we're going to see him... We're going to get flashbacks? I no. would like to understand... Are we going to see him re-blip? Unblip? I, I don't know. I'd like to understand what exactly <laughs> about the blip changed him or affected him so much like yeah we saw um in this predict like yeah everybody's got their own thoughts on why but give us an answer that's the thing right is i'm struggling to totally understand it and to work out an answer myself i think that they're playing on the idea that nick fury has always been someone looking for control and protecting against earth and his his major project was build the avengers and the avengers would be able to protect against anything no matter what and that all fell apart and now it's like he's he's because he knows there's stuff but, out there greater than anyone he just like it's i think they're trying to say that that's doesn't affected that, his mentally doesn't that mortality, just get unraveled by the yeah. fact doesn't that just get unraveled by the fact that then the avengers did in fact save the day and fix everything i guess maybe what? but only just like um, yeah at what cost at what cost his best Not one of his best mates because everybody got Except so for like, Iron Man, literally. Except for Iron, Iron Man, Man and Black <laughs> Widow. Yeah, and Black, Black Widow. Widow. Everybody else Two lived. people's closest to Nick Fury, yeah. I wouldn't say Nick Fury was that close to Tony Stark. 
Widow. Yes, I would say he definitely was. The first yeah, Avenger. He was, be- he was begrudgingly close. Yeah. He didn't get the movie called The First Avenger, but he was the first Avenger, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so then they go to get these bags and it goes to shit. And uh, turns out Gravik was one step ahead of them. Uh, sets off a bunch of bombs. Uh, potentially setting up a new war between USA and Russia. Uh, and shoots Maria Hill in the f- while wearing the face of Nick Fury. How do you feel about Maria Hill dying? I think uh, I don't like it because I was looking forward to having Nick Fury and <laughs> Maria Hill in a show and like getting more time between just the two of them because their interactions and their teamwork in the movies like spouse, but like it's always enjoyable. So her being dead, yeah, kind of sucks. But also. I guess it adds a little bit of like weight to the show since they've, yep. uh, they've killed off a at least somewhat significant character. Yeah. Okay. Is it bad that uh, I, I didn't care that not didn't care, but it didn't affect me. I didn't hit me that much. And at the same time, I ruined it for myself by thinking of the how I met your mother joke at the same time. Like, <laughs> it, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I it, it, I think it was just I don't know I feel very disconnected from this and maybe it's just because I had no like build up for this show I have like barely seen anything to do with this show I know what Secret Wars is uh, Secret Invasion is yeah but like I have like very little leading into it and this feels because for a lot of these characters I don't think there has been a lot to lead into it there's only been a and, couple of trailers. Yeah. And and even, like, it just feels so almost disconnected at this point from, like, the rest of what the MCU has been so far. Like, maybe I've been used to, for the years, the MCU being very much shit. more tightly knit. And, no well, <laughs> shit is also <laughs> a good perspective, because it has been, there is pick and choose, which is good. But Look, as far as I know, there's no one cast in this in the villain or lead role that is going to get um, charged with sexual assault anytime soon, so I think we're okay. Wow, Bentley Kingsley, a dear, you better watch. <laughs> oh <my laughs> you better be, you know, hands clean, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of affecting. I'll have like, to replace. Did you see how they replaced what's his face on um the voice uh in that out- Dan that Stevens page? replacing? Uh, yeah, they'll have to do that for fucking. Uh, shooting out well I mean part. it's easier with this show <laughs> it is so much easier with this show they just you know different face di- different human face yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah you know I kind of saw it coming I mean it's a very cool way to end the first episode like like Dylan said like adds way to the show like long time character uh, in the show but also disappointing that I would have liked to see more Marie Hill I loved a lot of like the little uh, interactions, whether it's them playing chess or him offering her whatever food he's eating. He's going, okay, try some of that. Um, yeah, is it just going to become the Nick Fury Tower show? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, to do, it's something. I just was, yeah. Um, well, I don't know if that could work. I guess, but then it, like, okay. Like I, I enjoyed having a female perspective amongst the two. Or is that characters. what Olivia Colman's for? 
no, because she's a she's like an anti. Or she's a foil to them Clark. still. Yeah, Amelia Clark. Maybe she comes back into to it eventually. Um, obviously that's the storyline they're setting up there with her like coming back to the good side, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. do you do you wish that had played out longer over episodes in terms of like realizing who she was? Like, even though it's I kind wish... of bad that she was like the only female character. It, that was like, I guess, a standout or a central point in that cr- scroll kind of community. So it's instantly like, oh, okay, you're you're Gaia. I think a lot of my problems with this particular episode could have been fixed by actually making it feature length opener, fixing the pacing, and then by the time you get to the end, with like the show not feeling as rushed for the majority of it, then I also feel like I would have maybe felt her death a lot more in that moment a lot more because i didn't feel like i was rushed to get to there and then like left with a oh my god cliffhanger moment amongst everything else because i already i already i just felt very rushed through this episode and then they're like not only am i feeling rushed they're then like here's a major cliffhanger the character's dead he's been in mcu for like 10 years so yeah any other final thoughts uh do you want to talk about the intro yeah so reading from i'm gonna read from polygon uh the World, like, secret invasion. <laughs> the World of Secret Invasion is decidedly sketchy with thousands of shape-shifting scrolls. You can't trust what you're seeing. Uh, what do you think you're seeing? One second you're looking at Fury or an esteemed world leader. The next you see your face morph into something else entirely. Uh, this is a description of the plot of the new MCU show on Disney+, Plus, which follows Nick Fury as he uncovers a secret invasion by the scroll population. But the concept of the shapeshift is... Is also seen in the series' very different approach to its opening credits, which look like a sort of watercolored rendering of the key players and themes of Secret Invasion. Uh, as director and executive producer Ali Salim toils Polygon, the intro sequence des- was designed by Method Studios using artificial intelligence, something he thinks plays with the very themes of the show. Uh, when we reached out to AI vendors, that was part of it. It just came right out of the shape-shifting scroll world identity. Know who did this? Who is this? So yeah. AI opening credits. Um, it looks like shit. The fact that it was created by AI explains a lot. <laughs> the excuse of, oh, it's thematically appropriate is BS because they're just saying that because it's this show, even though they're totally testing the waters for using this technology for other things, including other intros. And then when they get to the intro for fucking whatever the next show is, they'll be like, oh, like it's not thematically, but we just liked it so much for that last show. And it we liked it because it cost us no money <laughs> but it did cost some money yeah but nowhere near as much as i guarantee it costs to pay real people to come up with real things we don't know that oh i <laughs> fucking guarantee it i will fucking put my you don't think that credit account. studio just went fuck it would charge the exact same no in that interview they literally go the, the director's literally like so we put in like some nick fury scrolls and it did something and then i was like no let me change the wording and it did something else isn't ai great people used to sit there and spend ages doing these things what is art i had everything about it it's terrible and look i think this is this is really significant and i think you're going to see a lot of people talking about this for the next I think the thing that more, more, a lot of people are going to be talking about about this first episode is that <laughs> intro, especially as more and more people see these the, the, the stories. These stories that are saying it is there, because it is the first significant use of a fully created AI moment in a major 
major property or what what, what have you, right? Um, the the fact is entirely AI create, created, and the fact that people used to artists used to get paid to come up with something like this that actually thematically made sense and would maybe tease things about the show or the characters or whatever else. And now they're just like, lol, AI can do it. It just, it also just makes me feel yuck because I'm like, nothing in that intro has any thought or thematic meaning to any of it. Like, you, no. you, you in any other show, you could be like, all right, Nardis came up with that. Like, is that like, what's that saying about the character? Or maybe that's teasing something. Like, you, you know, there was like discussions about it or like concept art or, or what have you. It's like looking at watching The Mandalorian, you get to the, the concept art at the end. That's real concept art. And you can see where mm. that concept art either turned into reality in the show or you can see how it's slightly changed once production um, really happened or, you know, like the designer creatures and stuff like that slightly changed. There is no meaning between, behind anything in this intro. It is just fucking garbage. Put it in a dumpster. Burn it. I hate the way that this is this is happening in the industry, movie, TV, games industry. It is trash. Burn it in hell. I hate it so much. <laughs> it's also like, guys, this is fucking Disney. It's not like they're fucking needing to save money or they don't couldn't afford to put a fucking studio to make this shit. Like- they would fucking make everything in ai if they could i guarantee if they could afford to pay if they could buy a program that makes this entire show and they could just buy nick fury's fucking likeness from him it would be that episode of black mirror that just came out i'm fucking telling you right now they didn't give a fuck all right well on that note (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah let us know what you thought of this episode of uh, Secret Invasion, or what you thought of the opening credits and the impending uh, impetus of AI technology on creative industries. By going to explosion.com slash Twitter or jump into Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. If you want to help us out here at All New Why? What? Hold on. Why are they always <laughs> screaming about people taking jobs when it's fucking a non-white person? But the second it's AI taking someone's job, they're like, it's fine. It's probably a white AI anyway. Right? Can we put the fucking... What the fuck? You know, they're taking our jobs! No one's screaming about this. No one gives a fuck. Why don't those fucking Trump fans who usually give a fuck about jobs, why aren't they up in arms about this? Alright, continue. Because because it's not jobs that they were going to have. Yeah, fucking hell. It will be eventually. It will be when the fucking jobs are fucking trash pickers and for, for middle management fucking <laughs> racists that work at supermarkets like i'm sure they are i'll take those jobs eventually too uh let us know what you thought uh if you want to help us out here at all new marvel cast leave us a review on apple podcasts or on Podchaser. leave us five stars anyone can leave five stars or just tell people about the number one australian made mcu and ai antagonistic podcast on the I can just cut out the last five minutes. That's the show, right? Roll that out. Put the rest out. Just cut it. That's it. Just put my rant out. That's it. You know what? I'm going to sell my likeness to you, Ash. You know, fucking, I'm not going to do the show anymore. You have a little Dylan AI do these podcasts. <laughs> There's enough content of me online. I'm sure I can read all my fucking... He can probably make me. Fucking hell. And if you thought this episode was worth a dollar, head on over to our Coke page at explosion.com slash supports. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you watch next week's episode of Secret Invasion and join us next time for another all-new Marvel cast. Marvel.